In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. This that fantasy football podcast, y'all. Love. There's three dudes and they're hosting the show In case you didn't know, this is how we go We got Dell with the new baby Yeah, a new baby A itty bitty, little bitty New baby Armando lives in on the boat And he sail around sometimes But don't make sure we better not get sunk Cause we need him for the show That's every week, yo And you know that's why we going down that yellow brick road With Christian Loving the shop on Amazon Buying it all, yeah, he buying it off the wall His clicker getting stuck cause he buys so much But in case you didn't know, this is how we do it Not no rush, eat, sleep, fantasy Yeah, we give you the news We give you the scoop We give you one to one to hear Eat, sleep, fantasy Yeah, we hold it dear Eat, sleep, fantasy While you eating, you eat, sleep, fantasy While you sleeping, you eat, sleep, fantasy While you on Pornhub, yeah, it's eat, sleep, fantasy all right, everyone, welcome back to a special edition of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Christian Brito. My name is Jeff. There's way too many people for me to introduce, so uh, let's just do it this way. Joining me is Mr. Dale DeMont. What's up, Dale? Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! What's up, man? We are doing our EatSleepFantasy.com rankings. I don't know why I said .com. Uh, we are doing Eat Sleep Fantasy rankings. Uh, I guess we can kind of call this a summit with all of our writers and contributors. Uh, we have a special guest today that we haven't heard from in a long time. Um, Armando Crespo. Armando, what's up, man? Armando Vacilón. Armando rumba en la calle. Armando la gozadera. Armando tiene la clave. Hey, guys. How's everyone doing? Good, good. We also have Mike Hoff. Uh, one of our writers, Mike. What's going on? Not much. What's going on? All right, we have Wade. What's up, Wade? What's going on? And we have Phil. Oh hi. So why'd you make him last? That's messed up. <laughs> I was just going down the line here. I just I'm looking at Skype and I'm going down the line. So basically, okay. like like I said, we're gonna go ahead and do the rankings. We're gonna look at um, some of the gaps in our in our rankings between myself, Armando, and Christian. Um, in particular, uh, Armando has. Melvin Gordon, super high. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, before that, before we start that, don't forget we have our draft kit uh, going to be released June 3rd. So if you want a piece of that, email us or go to our website, sign up for the draft kit, and uh, we'll send it to you. That's going to be fun, full of information by all these guys that are on the line today, um, as well as our rankings that we're talking about. Um, we also have, uh, we're also going to Dallas for the Na- uh, National Fantasy Football Convention. So if you want to go, uh, meet us there and say hello. That would be awesome. And, uh, oh, if you want to give us a call, 507-69-SLEEP. I haven't plugged that in a while. All right. So we'll just go right into it. Um, Christian, Armando, anything else? Nope. We don't – no time to waste. We're starting with quarterbacks. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff that we should have talked about before we are on air. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and lead the conversation. Um we'll start off with uh i'm gonna t- i guess i'll start off with what christian sees here and that is aaron Rodgers is not his number one quarterback this year so far uh Ormado and i both have him at number one christian has him at number three christian go uh just basing it that's very simple uh math every single year the number one quarterback regresses back to the pack that's happened every single year. I said it was going to happen to Cam Newton last year. Uh, it, it happened much more than I thought it would, but it happened to him. I still see Aaron Rodgers being a top five quarterback. He always is. But uh, I see some changes in that offense. I don't think they're going to throw nearly as much, even though they didn't do what I thought they would in the draft in drafting a you know, top-end running back. But I, I think they're going to try to throw a little bit less than they did last year. I just don't think he's the number one quarterback this year, right. that's all. Right, just to recap, Aaron Rodgers had 40 touchdowns and only seven interceptions last year. Uh, the thing that boosted his value, which it normally does, is his rushing. He had nearly uh, 400 rushing yards and four touchdowns, so that helped him out a little bit too with that number one uh, quarterback ranking. 
Um, I guess let's go on to the next one. We'll kind of just move on. And uh, well, I guess before we move on, Phil, you have something on Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I was just going to say, when I take a look at his stats over the past five years, I mean, he's still going to average over 4,000 yards and over 35 touchdowns. Um, and he's, his interceptions are always in the single digits. He averages about seven a year. So, I mean, even even if he does regress back towards the mean, that's exactly what my uh, rankings model projects. And he's still my number one with 4,200 yards, 36 touchdowns, seven interceptions, but with another almost 300 yards rushing and another touchdown or two on the ground. All right. Let's just, uh, Phil, uh, I think we're going to release this, I think, in the draft kit, uh, plugging this again. It's not really a plug because we're not charging anybody anything for it. Um, but Phil has a really uh, in-depth rankings and projections. Um, he's uh, probably more of a numbers guy than any of us here on the show. So um, he also does our dumpster dive um, weekly during the season. So um, he knows his numbers, and uh, I'm sure he's going to be referencing his projections um, pretty – and he was pretty – pretty accurate last year i think too so um it's worth at least looking at and and using that as a base for your decision as well uh just giving some props there um i i think uh the quarterback conversation is going to go a lot to christian because i don't know i don't think it's bold i think uh, christian has pretty well thought out um strategy here when looking at quarterbacks but there's two more quarterbacks i want to talk about here and that's andrew luck uh being his number one quarterback and Tom Brady being his number ten quarterback. Um, let's start off with Andrew Luck. What what's up with what's up with Luck? What are they What do they have to do in Indy to win? What do they need to do? <laughs> throw. <laughs> they need to throw the ball. Uh, I think it's going to be a volume more so than an efficiency for Andrew Luck. He's never been the most efficient quarterback, but I see him throwing the ball. Uh, with Drew Brees-esque numbers, Drew Brees being the next guy on the list for me after him. And I think it's going to be one of those sorts of seasons where we just see (laughs) so many of the plays and just just a ridiculous amount of volume coming his way more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Andrew Luck last year threw for almost 550 times. Uh, That's the 16th most among quarterbacks. Um, He's going to throw over 600 this year for sure. All right, so last year throwing over 600 attempts will get him uh, up in the top, uh, you know, in the top six or seven uh, quarterbacks for attempts wise. So, all right, so you're thinking volume, and of course, you know, T.Y. Hilton would be probably the top beneficiary of that offense. Am I right to to assume this? Uh, I I agree. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. The big one here is Tom Brady. Um. I have him at two. Armando has him. I'm sorry. I'm having him at three. Armando has him at two, which I couldn't argue either way. Um, mm-hmm. Christian, you have him at ten. What up with that? Uh, why do you guys have him so high? How about that? <laughs> uh, I, think it's, I I think it's high for you guys. Um, why? How, Mike. Throw back I, to you. Well. I agree with everything on the on on the Andrew Luck front. As about in standard leagues, he scored in the top fifteen in eighty six percent of his games. Um, Tom Brady only playing in twelve games. He managed six weeks in the top five in standard leagues, which is, I believe, that is the second or third most among any quarterbacks. Actually, it's the third most after Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. So, I don't see the I don't see him ranking ten at all, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last year, 28 touchdowns, two interceptions. He had over 24 points per game. Uh, that's the fifth most points per game among any quarterback in the NFL. Um, right, right ahead of Kirk Cousins and Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I don't, I don't see that passing offense getting any worse than it was now with the addition of Brandon cooks to help him out. Um, I think that only boosts his value. Um, as long as he stays healthy, I think, Gronk uh, staying healthy is going to help him out even more this year too. Um, ten, I, you can argue my number, you know, number three ranking, but I think ten is a little steep. That you might, you might want to take a little deeper look into right. that. Could um, be somewhere in the middle. Uh, you're not concerned that he's 40 years old and that his touchdown to interception ratio is 14 to one last year. Well, I mean, last year he was 39. I wasn't concerned about that. I don't know why I'd be 
that much more concerned that he's a year older. Right. Well, the drop-off with quarterbacks, let's say Peyton Manning, for example, tends to happen pretty quickly. It's not something that usually is, oh, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit every every year. I, I think the year that Brady does fall off, probably not this year, but when he finally does, it's going to be steep. Right. All right. Uh, Wade, what's up? So with every position, you know, we, we draft by tiers, right? So you look at the top tier for quarterbacks, and in my opinion, you've got Rodgers, Breeze, and Luck. If any of those three are your first quarterback, it, they're all interchangeable in my eyes. Um, Brady, do I see him finishing 10th? No, not at all. But I definitely don't see him finishing number two or three either. To me, Brady is high-end second tier so if you can't grab Rodgers Breeze or Luck and it's time for you to get a quarterback I'm not going to shoot you for taking Brady but Brady should not go before any of those three aforementioned quarterbacks all right you agree Phil well uh actually yeah I, I really like Wade's take right there but I, I wanted to go back to what Christian said real quick with that uh touchdown to interception radio ratio being 14 to 1 he's right there's no way that that is a sustainable ratio. Um, I know that they got a lot more conservative with their passing attack last year. Um, Part of that might have been because he missed some games with suspension. Part of that might be because they're just changing the way they play with his age. But 28 touchdowns and two interceptions is just, I don't think it's doable. Um, I would say he averages around seven to eight interceptions this year. And I really think we need to keep that into account when you're projecting Tom Brady out. Okay. He also played some of the worst pass defenses in the league last year. I mean, he played the Jets twice, the Browns. Uh, he played San Francisco. He had just a soft schedule for the 12 games that he played. There's a reason that he was able to put up the numbers that he did in some of those games. Yeah, and he, but he's always going to play the Jets twice. But you're right on San Francisco, and he won't be seeing them this year. Cleveland as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, last I guess the last quarterback we're going to talk about, and we're going to kind of move on um, in our private chats. We have a lot of discussion about uh, the Too one much and discussion, <laughs> the one and only Russell Wilson. Um, I have Russell Wilson ranked eleven. Uh, Christian has him at four, and Armando has him at six. Um, or the consensus it kind of bounces out to being ranked at six. Um, my whole thing, the reason why I have him a little bit low, and I think I'll probably uh, look at this again. Um, but my biggest, a couple of big contention things here, fantasy points. He was 19th in NFL with only 20 and a half points per game. Um, he was hobbled by injury. I know. And his rushing really took, um, you know, really hurt him last year. He only, he had less than 300 rushing yards and only one rushing touchdown. So I expect that to go up a little bit. I do have him at number 11. I'll bump him up just a little bit more. Um, I've been talking to you guys like crazy about Russell Wilson. So I understand that might be a little low, um, but I still have Tyrod Taylor ahead of him. Um, I have Tom Brady ahead of him. Of course. Um, I think I have him. I think I met Ryan ahead of him right now. I might switch that and put Ryan after him. Um, tell me why I'm wrong uh, being so low on Russell Wilson, Wade. So you already kind of alluded to it that Russell Wilson's game is all, or fantasy-wise, is all about his rushing ability. So the first couple of years in the league, that's where he got a lot of his fantasy points from. And the Seahawks last year took a look at that, even before his injury, and they wanted to make him more of a pocket passer. So once he got injured and was forced to be that pocket passer, he kind of proved that his game really relies on his legs so to get out of the pocket and make either those you know seven, eight-yard dashes for the first down to extend the plays or just to uh, get outside the pocket to make those passes. So... They saw that he couldn't really sustain that inside the pocket, plus his injury prevented him from doing it that in the first place. So he's not a quarterback that's going to get you all the fantasy points by throwing 4,000 yards and 30-plus touchdowns. He's going to get you the fantasy points by rushing over 500 yards and four or five rushing touchdowns in there. So this year, as long as he stays healthy, he is going to be a top six or seven quarterback, hands down, period. All right. What Russell Wilson's uh, previous career low prior to last year in rushing was 539 yards. 
uh, he had less than half of that last year. Um, He threw for the most yards of his career last year because he could not run. But we know that mobile quarterbacks are extremely valuable. Um, He had, in the previous two seasons, been a top three quarterback uh, in standard leagues. And I think he should be a top five quarterback should he stay healthy. If you think he's going to get injured and that's the reason you want to rank him lower, fine. But keep in mind, last year was the first year that he's ever been hurt, and he still played all 16 games. He wasn't himself, but he's never missed a game. Yeah, I mean, and just just to kind of... Um, put this in perspective Tyrod Taylor had over 1200 less passing yards than Russell Wilson did last year and finished with about the same amount of fantasy points uh, just because his legs and his athleticism Um, Mike what do you what do you have I'll also take him over Brady by the way well easy now but uh, yeah I mean uh, I I agree with what a lot of Brito was saying though about Wilson I mean when I started writing about the bounce back players which will be in the draft kit um, Wilson for me I mean they showed a real effort to go ahead and try and pass the ball after Lynch was retired. I mean, their their rushing attempts went from 501 in 2015 to just 403 in 2016. So there's gonna be it's gonna be there now for him to control that offense. I mean, Lacey's not gonna carry the load there. And yeah, like like Brito was saying, his first couple of years he averaged 607 yards rushing a season, and last year he only had 259. So He's definitely going to move on up. So I, I have him, you know, about top five, top six. All right. Armando, you hated Russell Wilson last year, and you got so much flack from it. Um, what, do you, what, what are you thinking for this year? Um, you're kind of like the Russell Wilson uh, whisperer. You're right in between uh, Christian and I with the rankings. Um, I think my biggest issue last year was that they did not address the O-line whatsoever, and if anything, they lost players. And this year they drafted a few O-line players, and they brought in Eddie Lacy, who I believe was better than Thomas Rawls and the rookies they drafted. So I think, you know, having a good running game behind them and a better O-line should definitely help Russell Wilson. And, you know, they're going to go back to the running scheme like they did um, the previous years. So hopefully uh, <coughs> he goes back to what he was. That's my biggest take. I don't think he's going to finish right. in the top three, but he's still going to finish, you know, top 12 for me. Okay. All right. Uh, to wrap up Russell Wilson, uh, what do you got, Phil? Um, I was just going to say, like, kind of what Armando was touching on is they really didn't upgrade any of the passing uh, weapons in that offense. So I think you're going to see more of a comeback to the means from versus 2015, which was just a weird extreme, where Russell Wilson averages more about 20 to 21 touchdowns passing. And they upgraded the O-line. They brought in running backs. And you can even see it with the pass or with the uh, backup quarterbacks that they've been working out with when it comes to RG3 and Colin Kaepernick. I really think that the the coaches and the staff see what Russell Wilson is capable of doing and want to tailor their offense more around Russell Wilson and his legs, even just in the fact that they're working out, you know, running quarterbacks versus a pocket passing, more, uh, you know, traditional style NFL offense, or else they wouldn't even look at a guy like RG3 or Kaepernick. Right. All right. Let's, uh, I'm going to jinx this. I think it's going really well. Um, so it seems like we're kind of organized, which is pretty rare because it's it, not the truth. Keyword <laughs> is seems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to just jump into running backs. Um, I think for most people, uh, David Johnson, Lev Bell, Zeke Elliott, um, are usually the one, two, three and not quite in that order. Um, but you know, somewhere in there. I don't think many people can argue that except time out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Phil, what? did you just sign up for the draft kit while we're doing this recording? I did. <laughs> that, means it, that means it really is going well. That's what that means. <laughs> Dang, our, our marketing's working. <laughs> Told you I get these notifications in my phone. All right, keep going. All right. Um, yeah. So anyways, one, two, three, Bell, Zeke, Johnson, not a huge, we're not going to spend too much time on that. One person in the world has Melvin Gordon as number one, and that one person just so happens to be on our podcast. Armando, explain yourself. Um, well, last year, Melvin Gordon finally broke out, um, and they upgraded their O-line. Last year, their O-line was a complete disaster, and Melvin Gordon is a workhorse over there, just like Zeke, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. And I think if any running back can break into the you know, top one, two, three, it is going to be Melvin Gordon. Between those three guys, between all these guys, and um, he's a pass catcher. They brought in Mike Williams, and they 
the main focal point this entire offseason was the offense and building a better O-line for Phillip Rivers and Melvin Gordon. So I think he's going to make the leap to be the best running back in the NFL this year. Are you not concerned? I mean, my main concern was, you know, the yards per carry. I mean, I've been a hater on Melvin Gordon for a long time just because he was so inefficient. Um, Are you concerned at all about that? I mean, the biggest issue has been the O-line, and they made it a point to bring in fresh new guys into that offense. And I think that's going to make a big, big impression. They've been injured the entire season, uh, the previous two seasons. So I think, you know, young talent coming in is definitely going to help Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and Melvin Gordon's biggest uh, contributor, I think, is his rushing in the red zone, in particular inside the five. Uh, He was not, uh, what was he, nine touchdowns for 17 attempts. Um, He got 85% of his team's rushes inside the five-yard line. Um, So those nine touchdowns there, I mean, that is nuts, uh, nine touchdowns there. But don't forget, uh, Keenan Allen's coming back, a short yardage pass catcher. you know, along with, you know, their other um, wide receiver that they just take right. in the draft. And they're Mike bringing Williams. in the Bills assist. Yeah, Mike and they bring in yeah. the, the head coach from the Bills, the offensive coordinator from the Bills, who made LaShawn McCoy look amazing. And he's a run-first coach. So Time they're out. clearly LeSean going McCoy to – is amazing, but continue. I think, he's, I think he's going to go down really bad. It doesn't matter. I think Melvin Gordon is going to take a huge step mainly because of the coach as well. Okay. I, you know, I hated Melvin Gordon. I still have Melvin Gordon kind of high. I mean, I have him at seven overall. Christian has him at six overall. Uh, your number one ranking skewed our consensus and put him at number four, which isn't horrible. Um, it's you fine. know, af- where, after the victory. It's more or less exactly. where he should be. Yeah. He, he He's in that conversation of the next tier, and I'm okay with him being four. Like, that's not too ridiculous. I don't think he deserves to be the number one running back solely based on you're looking at that high touchdown percentage you're looking at a very low yards per carry which has been two seasons now he had three and a half yards per carry in his rookie season 3.9 yards per carry last season but that's all i have to say tossing it to wade uh, how about phil all right sorry phil oh um <clears throat> i just wanted to say i think the biggest thing that's going to hurt melvin gordon moving forward is the emergence of hunter henry um i really I don't think that they're going to run the ball as much in the red zone with Keenan Allen healthy, Mike Williams being a really big physical receiver that's a red zone threat, plus having Hunter Henry and Antonio Gates both as tight ends. I just I think there's too many weapons there, and you're going to see his touchdowns go down in 2017. Just for the record, that's exactly what I was going to say, Phil. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, talking about red zone rushing um, – Melvin Gordon had 50 attempts in the red uh, in the red zone inside the 20, compared to David Johnson who had 53 attempts and Legarrette Blount had 68. So Melvin Gordon was in the top three there. Um. So wait, hold on. You're hating on Melvin Gordon because his touchdowns were a little bit too unpredictable and like that's an unsustainable rate. But you love Tom Brady because of it. Well, Tom Brady's probably the I greatest wish I quarterback. My microphone. Tom Brady's probably the greatest quarterback to ever play. Melvin Gordon done it for one season. After right, the season right. that he had nearly, I, I he didn't. I don't. Did he have a rushing touchdown two years ago? No, zero. He didn't no. have a single. Okay. Touchdown. All right. So yeah, uh, this is a. But little that's different. also an anomaly in his rookie season, not having any touchdowns. Okay, but we're talking. <clears throat> we're you're debating Melvin Gordon. Uh, and Tom Brady to might be the greatest quarterback ever, right? Nope. Super Bowls postseason, but he's not the greatest fantasy quarterback ever no. either. He's had no, plenty of low hey, seasons. I don't have him at number one. And I'm not saying right. he's going to be the greatest ever. Sorry, we're talking running backs. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess go, just going down the line here, uh, one guy that Christian has been high on um, from Hot news? yeah from the start, uh, Jordan Howard. Um, very intriguing. Right. Your conversations with me about Jordan Howard had me a little bit higher than most. I have him at six. Armando has him at nine. And uh, and Christian has him at four overall right after those big three. Um, what do you see? People, I think I'll just go ahead and talk for the people. Uh, people are scared of the Chicago offense, right. especially with this weird offseason that they've had. Um, where, where, where are you at with Jordan Howard? And are you scared about how this offense is going to be ran? There's a couple guys this year that I really like, and I just see them being able to repeat, and people are pushing off of them way too much. And one of those guys is Jordan Howard, and the other guy is Jay Ajayi, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, 
But Jordan Howard averaged over five yards a carry last year. It's not like he had double-digit touchdowns. He he had 1,300 yards in 15 games. He just straight outright took the job from Jeremy Langford because he was just better. Um, yeah. And he's going to be the focal point of that offense. I mean, what what, what else are they going to do? Like, he, he I know their offense is not going to – go ahead. I was going to say, I know Jordan, really take the, Langford got injured. I'm just saying. Like, Langford was only out for two weeks. You would if it was a if it was a competent running back, they would have their job back. Yeah. Um, so, I think Jordan Howard's in a position where, unfortunately, yes, it is a bad team, and you rarely see these great running backs on bad teams. But he did it last year, and I think he has the opportunity to be a very solid running back again this year. Um, and I think a lot of people are underrating him because of the fact of the team, and that's only one portion of the the projection right it can't be solely yeah. based on the team and you've got a guy who's going to get the ball all the time sure. more so than last year i think that 252 attempts that he got last year i think it's going to be closer to 300 yeah yeah i mean my my main contention with howard and i i do like howard i think as much as you do but the problem is people like demarco murray who had an outstanding season last year um right. you know I, I just it's hard for me to go ahead and you know, rank somebody like Jordan Howard on that offense compared to DeMarco Murray, right. um, you know, so. The anti-argument to that, and I, I, I know it, the anti-argument is what if he's Todd Gurley from last year? Sure. Right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Mike, what do you want to say? I don't want to say anything. I want Phil to talk. <laughs> Actually, all I was going to say is exactly what Christian just ended there was, like, just you have to go back to Todd Gurley. A good running back on a bad offense is only going to get you so much. Yeah, right. But something was off about Gurley last year. After the first few games, like, I feel like he just gave up. You know, fuck this team. I don't want to even play anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't the same because he Todd Gurley was on a bad offense the year before. Right. Well, that that's yeah. the thing is when defenses go, okay, I dare you to try to beat us through the passing game. And I think that's what defenses are going to do to Chicago, at least to start the season with. They're going to say, Mike Lennon, you're going to beat us, not Jordan Howard. All right. Okay. So we'll move on uh, to a guy that you mentioned a couple minutes ago, Christian. Uh, Jay Ajayi, Miami Dolphin, our hometown hero. Um, I have him lowest at 10. Armando has him at 7, again, right in the middle. Uh, This is a trend. Um, And then Christian has him the highest at 5, right after Jordan Howard. Um, Jay Ajayi is another guy just like Melvin Gordon. I just hate. Um, Really? Yeah, I I just I don't love him. I think he was a product of a good, a a decent O line at times for the Dolphins. Um, you know, he had. And he had what's, tw- what's changed? Um, I think I I don't think. I mean, that Brandon that Albert o- left, but it's not like he yeah. was the solid piece of that O line. He was hardly healthy last year. He was subpar to his standards um, last year, and. Uh, Jay Ajayi did nothing but impress me last year, just under five yards a carry. Um, if they had drafted a, you know, a, a running back to compliment him, I would understand, but Damian Williams is not going to do anything in that offense. We know uh, the type of offense that these coaches want to be is run-based. Uh, Gase has showed that in the past with, with Forte, with a lot of his offenses that he wants to run the ball and he also wants to incorporate Ajayi to be more of a pass catcher and it's not like he was touchdown dependent I mean 1,272 yards in the 15 games that he played I think those numbers those rushing yards are very easily replicatable Um, as long as he gets the ball he does well yeah and that's That's what we saw last year and that's why I like Jay Ajayi because you know he he had the 200 yard games is what skews everything for me. I mean, he had a, okay. you know, on his 200 yard games, he had eight yards per carry over seven yards per carry and over six yards per carry. Um, that kind of skews his numbers a little bit. You know, those are 20, 30 point fantasy point games. I think without those, he's pedestrian. Um, top 10 still isn't, you know, top 10 still RB one. Um, <coughs> anybody, uh, anybody else have anything on JHI? Okay. So, I, I got something, Dale. What's up? So, kind of to 
back you up on that. If you look at his uh, his rushing stats from last year, he had those three games with over 200 yards. But if you take those out, he had one 100-yard game, and everything else, I mean, he sucked. It, I mean, it, he he sucked. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at you know a 60-yard game, a 40-yard game, a 50-yard game, and you a know, 14-yard game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know he. He gets hold on, a, hold on. The fourteen yard game was a five carry, <laughs> a five carry game where he wasn't really the starter. Right. Hold on, back up. Remember, he became the starter back in in week five was when he really took the job. Yes. Okay. Yeah. When he had forty two yards. <laughs> right. Okay. So count every single game he had at least twenty carries. Right. And look at those games. Right. Four. He had five games. He had at least twenty carries. Yeah. Out of those, four of them were over 100 yards and three of them for 200 yards. If he gets the work, he will be good. How many 200-yard games does J.J. have in 2017? Plus or minus? Zero. But how many many 100-yard games does he have? Three. I'm willing. I'm willing to bet he is top five this year in 100-yard games. I would give him about 500-yard games. That's just me. A 500-yard game? No. Yes, yeah. I'm going to goddamn dead. I'm sorry. Even I got to bet against that's that. It, All right. That's that's an eat bet, Phil. He's not going to have a 500-yard game. <laughs> oh, man. I would willingly take that. Five 100-yard games. He only yeah. had one impressive game last year because the three 200-yard games, two of them were against Buffalo. The and the one of them was against Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh has a great defense. But outside of that, he he's not going to replicate it. it yeah. Will he be an RB one? Meh, maybe. Right. Uh, I it it wouldn't surprise me. But if I had to put some money on it, he's going to be an RB two. I don't think he's going to be outside, or I think he will be outside the top twelve. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I mean, this this feels he feels a lot to me like Devonta Freeman felt last year, where there was way too much hate on him, and I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, just looking at JGI, he's 19th in the league in attempts inside the 20 yard line, 19th, and we all know those running back, you know, they they build up quick numbers uh, when they get those red zone uh, red zone touches. So that's just another um, thing, kind of scare me away, a little red flag there, um, 19th in the league in red zone attempts. So. There's that. Um, I'm getting a message from Armando to hit, swing it over to Christian with his T.Y. Montgomery or Ty Montgomery uh, ranking. Uh, <laughs> and, I have and, Mark seven, Ingram. and Mark Ingram. He has him at 13. I have him at 17. Armando has Ty Montgomery at 16. And Christian has him down at the bottom of the barrel at number 30. Um, it didn't look like Green Bay is trying to replace right. Montgomery. 100% um, correct. But I, you have I assume that like they Tevin would Coleman. try. I assume that they would try to do something to replace him. Um, also, I would still rather have Tevin Coleman. But um, if he's the starter day one, I'm gonna have to move him up. But yeah. I'm still, I'm still not sure that he will be. That's okay. that's what that ranking is. I'm okay. not 100 percent sure that he's going to be their lead guy day one. Okay. I, I don't think they trust him, and so I'm not sure why he is right now at that moment the starter. All right. I kind of want to just open this conversation up really quick. Um, Bilal Powell, Matt Forte, um, how do you guys see this happening week one, and what do you think it looks like week 10? Christian. What do you mean? This discussion is still going on? (laughs) I thought we established last year that I hate Matt Forte. (laughs) But he still took a ton of value away from Powell. Probably no, taking Powell took the value away from Forte. Forte's for me, I don't like him this year, okay. and he yeah. needs to be uh, dropped. Is okay. is Powell? Powell is after Forte. And uh, I'm sorry, Powell's before Forte on all our rankings. So um, that just shows you there. Phil, you're typing really loud. Yes. He just wants, he's like, what happened to Montgomery? Go ahead. You need to speak about Montgomery. Go for it. I was just, I wanted to hear more about him because, I mean, we just kind of touched on Brito doesn't think he's going to start necessarily week one. If he does start, then he's going to move him up. But, I mean, where do you guys really see him? Because they did draft, uh, what's his name? Um, Jamal Williams, I think, who's kind of a between the tackles guy. Um, Right. So, 
and Don I, Jackson. I, and I feel like they tried using Ty Montgomery a couple times during the or like you know within the five yard and line, and they were like, "Oh, wow, that really doesn't work." And so, right. I don't know. What do you guys think that that's going to do to his value if he's you know just kind of a almost between the twenties guy instead of after the twenties? I think that's the whole reason that he's not ranked, you know, higher than he is. I mean, he's on a great offense. He's on an offense that would love to be able to use a running back, but we don't think that he is Eddie Lacy. We even, you know, even Eddie Lacy of, of, you know, overweight Eddie Lacy. That's why he's not ranked as a top 10 running back because we don't necessarily believe in Montgomery. Um, I have him in the thirties because I don't believe in him so much that I don't think that he should be the starter. Um, but they also didn't spend a, I don't understand why they didn't do anything. Green Bay never does anything free agency. So I don't, I understand that they didn't add a running back, but I don't understand why they didn't draft a running back sooner in a class filled with amazing running backs. And they went ahead and took Williams and Don Jackson with late round picks. I mean, we're talking about day three draft picks. Um, so, uh, maybe they know something I don't, but I just don't think Montgomery is neither the between the tackles guy that's going to score those touchdowns nor an every down running back. So I don't even think he's a between the twenties guy. I think he should be a, you know, a utility guy, a third down guy that you use out of the backfield, but they, I don't know if he didn't, if he didn't start off with the designation and play of a wide receiver, I think we would be looking at Tom Montgomery way differently. If he was a running back to start the season, um, I think it's all perception here and I think it hurts his value hence getting a little bit better value on draft day um, because people still see him as what Brito just mentioned you know utilitarian guy no I I don't I I disagree with that he had one game with double digit carries Dale no he had one game with double digit carries I don't I don't I don't get the love for him okay go ahead what did did you want to do this or that this or that that. he means fine Go for it. Um, Ty Montgomery or C.J. Anderson? C.J. Anderson. Because your rankings have him as 16 um, in your rankings right now, Brito. And you have Ty Montgomery at 30. I'd rather have C.J. Anderson. You you're crazy. Um, no, Mark, <laughs> I, I, will, I will make that a neat bet as well. A bad offense and Jamal Charles is there now? Jamal yeah. Charles will not be the starter in that team. Yeah, but he's going to steal yeah. some work. You're out of your mind. Um, <laughs> okay. Mark Ingram or Ty Montgomery? Neither. I don't want either one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike, I want to ask you this question. Mike is our resident 49er. Um, give I mean, me I some... have Mark Ingram ranked 37, by the way. Yeah, you're out of your, Just... <laughs> out of your mind. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want Mark Ingram. 37 is a little bit low. Uh, I have Mark Ingram at 16. Armando has him at 14. I'd rather have anybody but Mark Ingram. Do you really <laughs> think he's going to get, like... I agree with Brito, though. How many, how, many car- how many carries do you think Mark Ingram is going to get this year? 200. He's not going to get to 200. There's n- absolutely no way Mark Ingram gets to 200 carries unless Adrian Peterson gets shot in both legs. <laughs> even, if, even if Mark Ingram gets 12 to 15 carries, the, the opportunity is there. Um, to still have good fantasy value, I mean, your your ranking. Pass, he's our main pass down pass catching back. They have as well. Yeah. So he's gonna get back. He's gonna have touchdowns. He's gonna have yardage. So one way or the other, Adrian Peterson only runs the ball. Oh, I'm sorry. I I forgot the part where Mark Ingram <laughs> wasn't a running back. I don't know. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna go back to Carlos Hyde really quick. I want to ask Mike about Carlos Hyde and what's going on in San Francisco. We all have him ranked, I think, fairly high. I think relatively high. Our consensus on Carlos Hyde is 13. Armando and I both have him at 15, and um, Brito has him a little bit higher at 11. Um, there's been reports that I've been reading coming out um, from the team saying their running backs are looking really good, too. I mean, their, their rookies are looking really good, too. Do you have any insight, Mike? Uh, I have zero insight, but I could tell you that, I mean, I put Carlos Hyde at 15 myself, but he's going to move down from me. Um I, you got the, the the main theme you got with this new regime when they came in was that there were certain guys that they trust and certain guys that they did not. And I mean, Lynch is always trying to be he's 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 always trying to be the good cop, saying that he likes this guy, likes that guy. But 
Kyle Shanahan went into that draft and he got guys that he liked and he got Joe Williams and he got Trent Taylor those are going to be guys that he's going to want to use I mean even if they go ahead and start Carlos Hyde I mean has he ever given you any kind of indication that he's going to be able to play a full season or carry a workload and that's just not how Shanahan offenses work anyhow so to me personally I'm not from a fantasy perspective I'm not touching that backfield until I see something come out of it all right so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't trust Hyde as far as I could throw him, and 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 I think Joe Williams will. I think he's going to do pretty good things. I think he's very under the radar. I think they got two good picks in Williams and Taylor. Okay, uh, Wade, what you got on? So <clears throat> you got to look at Carlos Hyde and Joe Williams. I think is going to be Kyle Shanahan's Freeman and Coleman. I I think he's going to use them both equally for when the uh, the situation dictates because Joe Williams is the outside back. He's going to get around. He's going to he can catch the passes whereas Carlos Hyde is going to be in between the tackles, but Kyle Shanahan isn't known for running in between the tackles. That's not his makeup. That's not what we saw from Atlanta last year. So I think he's going to utilize Joe Williams a lot more than what people think. So if you can snag Williams after you have, you know, your running backs, wide receivers, everybody, your starters set, and you want to take a flyer, I'm going after Joe Williams first. I okay. I agree with everything he just said, one thousand percent. So, and I mean, they're going to do that kind of split workload, but still, nevertheless, I don't even know if Hyde can handle handle a split workload. But uh, if 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 I am drafting today. And if I am taking a four niners running back, then yeah, most definitely I'm I'm taking Williams instead of Hyde. I'll let somebody else take Hyde. Phil, I just want to say like with with Wade's idea that it's going to be like Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman. The difference is Atlanta has a really good offense, and San Francisco does not. <laughs> I could see that being the case. That's of, like, great analysis. 2019 2020 but this year i don't if they split in any way i don't think either one of them really has any finance uh fantasy usefulness hey phil real quick what i meant by that was the way that they're utilized i do not mean that they're going to put up those numbers (laughs) yeah yeah one guy that i don't think anybody really knows what to do Um, i want to get everybody's take on this um running back out of kansas city spencer ware um, such a headache last year. He had such opportunity um, towards the end of the season. He kind of just trailed off into the sunset without telling anybody. Um, Christian, uh, what do you think no, about Spencer? No. This is why I asked you to bring him up is because I don't know what to think about Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> he is the one guy every time I go to rank him, I'm like, yeah, I don't too. know where to put him. Me too. Because the numbers should have been better. Like, it, it feels like he just couldn't get into the end zone. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened with Spencer Ware, but when I look at him, he should have been a top five, top six running back last year, and he just wasn't. He had all the opportunity yep. to be I mean, that, and yeah, he I mean, just couldn't get it done. He was one of the few with over 200 carries for this. I mean, you know, one of the, I guess the 200 carries is like the threshold for a good you know, quote unquote workhorse, right? Um, he had 922 yards and only three rushing touchdowns. Three um, touchdowns. Yeah, that's what I just said. Three Does rushing it, touchdowns. Exactly. Doesn't that feel like maybe he's this year's Mike Williams of the running back class, right? That that three touchdowns has to go up, you but mean, I don't trust it to. You mean Evans, Mike Evans? I'm sorry, Mike yeah. Evans. Yeah, yeah. Previous um, year, Mike Evans had three receiving touchdowns. Last year, he blew up. Are we looking at, okay, Spencer Ware has this opportunity. Jamal Charles is nowhere in sight. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, he so has So I feel like we should trust him more, but even then, no, what do I have him ranked? I th- I, what do I have ranked? 11, 14, something like that? 14. Six, 16, yeah. Oh, six, I have okay. him 14. Yeah. Wade. If you're um, looking for a good – wait, wait, let me say. If you're looking for yeah, a good go draft day value, just draft Kareem Hunt. Forget about Spencer Ware. He's too risky. Okay. Fair. Is is that what's scaring you off of where is, is is that there's a potential backup that could take a He's, spot? He was he was he was bad last year, and Kareem Hunt's a third round pick. I think that there's potential there for a bust in Spencer Ware. 
But I don't I don't think Ware was bad last year. I mean, he averaged four point three yards per carry, which is just average. Respectable. Right? I think it's respectable. It's, res- yeah. it's it's respectable, and and I think what limited him was just the touchdowns, nothing else. I, it wasn't like he was bad. Yeah. I, I agree that Hunt is a is a threat, but are you really going to say that the better value is an unproven second string rookie? Yes, he has a potential start that you can get in the fourteenth round. Yeah. So this is what I was gonna. This is what I'm gonna say. Spencer Ware, I love Spencer Ware, and this is why I love him because some idiot in your draft is gonna take him as their RB one because they're gonna go off the same uh, knowledge of or uh, thinking that okay, Jamal Charles is gone. He has no uh, no one to compete with. He's gonna be the starter all year. Blah blah blah. He's not going to be an RB1. He will not be an RB1 in this league. So if you can get him, Spencer Ware, in the 6th or 7th round as a, a late RB2 or a high RB3, that's awesome. I would take him there. But Kareem Hunt has way more value because of where you're getting him. Is Kareem Hunt going to put up more fantasy numbers? Probably not because he's not going to get the nod until probably week 10, 11 if he gets it at all. But where you draft him, he's going to be droppable. Where you draft have to draft Spencer Ware, he is not going to be droppable because you spent a third or fourth round pick on picking him up. So stay away from Spencer Ware unless everybody in your league listens to this podcast and they're doing the same thing I'm advising right now and wait until the sixth or seventh round. Okay, that's fair. All right. Um, so I think we we uh, touched. That didn't clear anything up. That just we have multiple <laughs> hey. opinions on Ware, but okay. Hey, old, you know, having more than one opinion, I think, is, you know, people take what they want. I mean, that's what I, mean, I don't think that we're coming up with any solutions here. I think it's more, you know, let people that are listening understand different takes and and they can go whatever direction they want. I mean, if they want to listen to you or me or Phil or Mike or whoever, um, you know, it's that's what. Oh, yeah. Fuck Wade, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Look, yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and name everybody on the entire podcast. I don't have I don't have time for that. Yeah, no, you know, you I'll just, least... just say everybody else and just exclude you. That's all. It was one <laughs> yeah, more. Exactly. It was one more name, Dale. Like you did five out of the six. Like, come on, man. <laughs> all right. Um, it's so all right, man. Hey, we we'd like to thank uh, Phil, Dale, Wade, Mike, and myself, <laughs> and everybody else. Not excluding anybody from that list, of course. <laughs> All right, let's. The audience uh, is sitting there, like counting, like who's missing. Yeah. <laughs> um, we all have consensus. I won't bore. Uh, I won't bore you guys with our consensus number one, Antonio Brown. He's all number one for all three of us. No problems, no issues there. Wait, wait. Um, I, I just want to say I'm adjusting mine to put Mike Evans as number one by the end of the week. Okay, I have Mike Evans two, and Christian has Mike Evans five. I, I don't think there's I don't think there's much argument there. I won't. We're not going to waste too much time on that. Wait, um, wait. I, can we just talk about Mike Evans at five with Brito? I think that's a little extreme. You don't. Think, extreme? You don't. You don't think that there's a chance that he over exceeded what he should have been last year? I mean, we saw a couple of seasons where he wasn't a double digit touchdown guy, and then suddenly last year we're all on board. We all thought he was going to you know go up from three. He exceeded our expectations. You don't think he could go down a little bit this year? Especially with Deshaun Jackson and right. uh, O.J. Howard. They still have Cameron Bright, who's a pretty good right. pass catcher. you um, got to remember last year they had no running game, exactly. right? After Doug okay. Martin left, they're it's trying possible. to piece that together. I, I, I think I think five is even – Mike Evans could very easily be a guy that just drops this year. That's just a ranking of – I want to say I think easily. He's great. You don't – I think it's very he possible he could go back to being what he was the year before. Wow, that's that's pretty bold. I think I think Mike Evans. Is I, good I don't enough. think it's bold. I have him five, but I th- I, I think it's. But you're he saying is, he can is go a back risky to a three, wide receiver early. More I think risky he carries, than AJ Green. I think he's more risky than AJ Green. Yes. Okay. All right. That's 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 pretty strong. Um, and of course, you have Odell Beckham ahead of Mike Evans as well. So that I guess I mean. I see your point. Uh, top five, I'm not going to argue with. Right. Um, you know, if you had a much lower, uh, like I you're don't. saying, he can be right. back. You know, he's he's going to have more than three receiving touchdowns. I'll bet. I'll bet a pickle milkshake on that. Um, pickle milkshake. Pickle milkshake. Um, I think Mike. You also have Evans at five. Do you have a, any other uh, anything that hasn't been already said? 
No, just that I got my boy Jordy Nelson at four. It's, you know, fourteen touchdowns don't lie. So Okay. Yeah. I have Jordy Nelson at I have Jordy Nelson at three. Armando has him at seven. My man. Christian has him at nine. Um I love Jordy Nelson. I don't see a reason for Jordy to uh regress. I a lot of his receptions came off of red zone receiving. Um so it's not like, you know, he's picking off, you know, long touchdowns and you know, a lot of people will knock, you know, some of those guys that have, you know, those long plays to boost their stats. A lot of Jordy Nelson's value came inside the red zone. I don't see a reason that Aaron Rodgers is going to regress, and I don't see any reason that Jordy Nelson won't be his number one wide receiver. Um, Christian, you have people like Michael Thomas, Des Bryant, and T.Y. Hilton ahead of Jordy Nelson. Explain. You wouldn't rather have any of those guys over the 32-year-old Jordy Nelson? Oh, what? You are so hung up on age. It's like age ain't nothing but a number. Okay. I mean, out of everybody that I said that last year, the only guy that proved me wrong was Frank Gore. Right. But tell me Frank, yeah, uh, Matt Forte didn't feel that shit last year. And Fred, calm down. It's not like Frank Gore was yeah, amazing. He nah, was exactly what I thought he would yo. be, plotting for sixty yards every single game. Listen, man, you, were like, shoving, you don't. You were shoving Frank Gore at my ass all summer. So there you go. I got. Yeah, so there you go. Whoa, whoa. Well, what? Okay. Well, not, yeah, not, that, not that, actually. That would be weird. That's, that was that was weird. <laughs> yeah, I know it was weird. No matter how you want to say. Wow. It. Listen, uh, yes. Enough. Is, is it but Frank Gore was exactly what I thought he would be, which is a plotting guy who's never a breakout guy. Well, just I sixty could, yards every single if game. If I could just say something about Jordy Nelson, though. I mean, he was the only wide receiver in 2016 to have more than 20 receptions within the 20 yard line, and also he was there was no wide receiver that had more weeks in the top five of scoring than Jordy Nelson, who had six. Well, I mean, if when you have I mean, 14 touchdowns, that'll do he's, that. He's given you. I'm just saying, you, we we can argue age all we want, but there's certain guys that go beyond age. You know, like not everybody. You guys are falls acting like on, I don't have him as a top 10 wide receiver. I'm just though. saying he's you know. He deserves and to be let's up not there. For, let's not forget Jordy Nelson was coming off a horrific injury last year and still managed to put up these numbers. People who drafted Jordy Nelson somewhat, you know, early, uh, really got rewarded. Um, so, uh, yeah, I again, I like Jordy Nelson a lot this year. Um, I think what Phil just said, I, I, I think those are awesome numbers. Um, again, with the red zone, red zone receiving is awesome. Um, right. Now you. You said, you know, you have you have Jordy Nelson at nine, Brito. Michael right. Thomas, you have at eight. I am not right. going to argue Michael Thomas being at eight. So um, what what are you what are you what are you arguing here? Because I think all of these guys have very solid potential. So who who is your problem? Because is it Ty who was a yardage monster last year? Is it Dez Bryant who's been a career touchdown monster oh. and showed very good rapport with Dak Prescott last year? Or is it Michael Thomas who, as a rookie, was fucking amazing? I'm I am saying you're trusting Michael Thomas who had one good season and yes I know Brandon Cooks is out of New Orleans now but you're trusting Michael Thomas more than Jordy Nelson for for what that I mean yes Michael Thomas at 8 9 I think that's about where he is but to okay. put him over Jordy Nelson I think is a little little extreme but whatever because if, he's if younger you, yeah because Jordy Nelson is whatever 32 years old and, and I'm also saying that Aaron Rodgers will not have the same exact touchdown numbers as last year. It's not going to be a offense that's going to be pass-heavy exactly like it was last year, and Aaron Rodgers is going to focus in for 14 touchdowns, like a touchdown every single game for Jordy Nelson practically last year. Okay. Okay, where, where do you set Jordy Nelson's touchdown numbers this year over last year? Compare, uh, just this year, just go for it. Yeah, well, last, last year Jordy Nelson had 14 touchdowns with a little over 1,200 yards. Okay. Um, he's, Set he's those project those numbers for this year. I'm, okay. I'm, uh, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna if I can interject. I'm gonna guess uh, almost 1,200 yards, about 11, 12 touchdowns. Yeah, I think 12 touchdowns is definitely possible. 1,200 yards, Eight. 12 touchdowns. Okay. And Going off of his recent five-year average, his should be around 13 yards with uh, 1,300 yards with 11. And where would that put him last year? Uh, about number three or four. About right, right uh, around the Antonio Brown, Adele, Beckham numbers. And where does it put him the year before? I'm sorry, because last year was a little bit lower for wide receivers. Last year was great for wide receivers. Well, no, not last year. I'm sorry. Two, no, years, two years ago. Yeah, you're right. Two years ago was great for wide receivers. Last year was a bit of a drop for, for wide receivers. 
I think in a normal year, like if you look at 14 and 15, Jordy Nelson would have been like, what, five or six? Yeah, so if like, I'm saying he yeah, takes sorry. a, what, two, three touchdown drop from his norm, he's already going to eight or nine. Sure. Okay. It's not like I'm saying he's going to be the number 24 wide receiver. Okay. I'm saying I'm, the ninth wide receiver. I don't hate you over it. No, I'm not going to quit the podcast because you have him ranked so low. I'm just, I'm just asking a question for the listeners. There's just some guys that I like more. And, I, you know, Michael Thomas, Des Bryant, and T.Y. Hilton are those guys. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on, guys. What about Amari Cooper, Brito? You have him at 10. That's really yeah, high for Amari Cooper. I don't think so. I think he's, you know, he's due for having another good season like he did last year. Derek Carr, if he didn't get injured, would have finished with an outstanding season. Um, and I think the Oakland Raiders offense is going to be quite similar to what it was last year with maybe the addition of a competent running back. We'll see what happens with that situation with, uh, <clears throat> with Lynch. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. where, what are you saying, Phil? <laughs> I well, want to toss it to Phil because he's enthusiastically typing that I can hear it. So go ahead, Phil. What are you going to say? <laughs> well, I'm just going to say Amari Cooper is a great wide receiver too, but he he gets a thousand yards receiving, but he hasn't you know caught more than six touchdowns yet in a single season in his career. Um, so even if he gets 1,100 yards and six touchdowns, I mean, I don't have him statted out for better than uh, even within the top 16. I've got Amari Cooper at 19 actually. Okay, do you, that is way too low for me, uh, but go ahead. Phil. Well, he only uh, averages 130 targets a, a, a season. I mean, I gave him a little boost in targets, but 130 his rookie year, 132 last year in 15 games. I mean, he just he hasn't been a target monster. He hasn't been a red zone threat at all for, uh, for Oakland. And now they brought in Marshawn Lynch also to try to punch it in at the goal line. So, I mean – are we really seeing an uptick in his touchdown production? Last year, last yes. year Michael Crabtree edged him out with targets and uh, touchdowns. Do you have Crabtree ahead of Cooper this year? I, I think while, Crab- while you do that, but go ahead, yeah, go go ahead. I yeah. think Crabtree is going to be a little bit overvalued, and Omari Cooper a little bit undervalued this year. Exactly. I will. I think it'll probably flop uh, just based no, on. No, actually, Omari I have Cooper's Crabtree talent. under. Okay. I still have yeah, Crabtree under. I have him at like 30. Okay. That's fair. So last last year, Dale and I were both on the ship, and our, I think Armando as well, of there is way too much of a draft gap between Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. And we saw exactly that throughout the season where those two guys were, you know, 1A, 1B, and there was no separation. This year, I'm flipping on that. Amari Cooper will be the clear one in this offense this year. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I I, I grew up most of that, uh, except for Cooper being the clear number one. I still think it's going to be pretty close. I put I put Cooper in my rankings at uh, 13, and the only reason why I put him as low as I did was because I really do think that Marshawn Lynch is going to – he's going to get those goal line carries. He's going to get a lot more work than they would have given anybody else. I actually have Lynch as my 13-ranked running back also, so – uh, but yeah, but I I would put Cooper at thirteen, and I I mean I wouldn't put Crabtree too far behind him, maybe in that you know twenty five range, you know right around twenty five or so. But yeah, That's fair. yeah. Okay. Uh, Wade, what's up? So you guys have DeAndre Hopkins ranked higher than Amari Cooper. When I say you guys, I mean Dale and Armando. There is no way that I'm touching DeAndre Hopkins before I pick up Amari Cooper. I'm taking Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper over DeAndre Hopkins all day long. It's it's safer. Um, I don't have enough to argue that. I I think I might like Cooper a little bit more than Hopkins as well. I know I have right now. I have Hopkins uh, higher. Um, I think I would change that. Uh, Cooper Cooper play over Hopkins. Hopkins is so good. If Deshaun Watson starts day one, um, I still have a lot of faith in this Texans offense. Um, I have faith in Hopkins. I have faith in Lamar Miller. Um, but hey, yeah, I, I might change it. I mean, this is one I'll you know I'll, I'll say for sure. Yeah, okay, I'll 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 move him. Yeah, I'm going purely off talent here. DeAndre Hopkins is a better talent than Amari Cooper, and he has been good where Amari Cooper hasn't. He's always been mediocre at best. So I just feel like right now, this early, I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins over Cooper, just based off talent. Yeah. 
All right. I think uh, unless you guys have more to talk about, I want to talk about one more guy, um, Brandon Cooks, uh, in the new offense with Tom Brady. Uh, I have met. I've met ten. Armand, uh, Christian has him at eleven. Armando has him at fourteen. Right. Um, and I, I think I'm going to be lowering him further down to where our, more or less Armando's range right there. But continue. No, I was I was going to actually throw it to you. Um, I I think Armando at fourteen is probably close. I mean, I was thinking ten to twelve, but maybe you know after you know thinking about it for the last couple of weeks since I made these rankings, uh, maybe leaching up a little bit closer to twelve to fourteen. What's been the the knock over the past few years, even though it was better last year for Tom Brady? Uh, it's been the deep ball. It was better last year than it had been the previous uh, three or four years. Um, but that's what Brandon Cooks is. Brandon Cooks isn't a guy who's going to be getting these you know Edelman-type catches in an offense that just loves to throw the ball short and short and short. And if it's an intermediate pass, it's Rob Gronkowski. It's not going to be Brandon Cooks. So what you're hoping for with Cooks every game is going to be one of these deep balls. And if if he does hit, fine, he's going to have a great game. But he's going to be so hit and miss. Even with Breeze, that's what his case was. So yeah. in, a, in an offense that was great last year but doesn't throw the ball as much as New Orleans – that has other players that are much better suited to that offense, like Edelman and Gronk. Um, I don't see Cooks being what he was last year, Listen, so he has to come down. Yeah, I mean, my case for Cooks is, and before I say this, no, I'm not comparing Brandon Cooks to Randy Moss. I know uh, Moss is an you know, all-time Hall of Famer. But Brady likes those you know, deep balls and likes those guys with the, you know, the speedy receivers that can get separation. Um, I think his eye fits the field very well for cooks. Um, I'm not projecting Brandon cooks to have Randy Moss type season. Um, but I'm just saying Brady likes that kind of wide receiver and he hasn't had that guy. I mean, the closest guy he had to that was like who, I don't know, Brandon LaFell or something. (laughs) Um, what do you got? God, did you just say Brandon LaFell? That was gross. (laughs) Uh, Phil, what's up? Um, I was just going to say, well, one, to say what you said about Brady liking receivers like that, yeah, he did, but that was like five, six, seven years ago. I mean, Brady hasn't really been a guy that looks to take the top off the defense for a year or two. Um, But the other thing that I think we really need to take into account is I know they always talk about, you know, uh, dome versus outdoor splits with New Orleans, but you also got to take a look at cooks just as a player with that um when he's on turf versus grass he's like an entirely different player and he's going to be playing a lot more outdoor games with new new england than he was with new orleans good point okay fair fair point uh what's up mike no actually no phil actually said everything that i was going to say literally to a t so well done phil so that literally (laughs) yeah that's it took the words right out of my fucking mouth that's it um no no, all right. right All right, I'm going to go around. Mike, I just want to make a quick observation. Oh, Mike sure. really uh, takes this uh, privilege that we have of being able to curse on the podcast. He he takes it to its full extent. What's the matter? Right? He's like, oh, man, I can fucking say bad words? All right, let's what's, go for it. What's the, what's the problem? Is there something wrong? No, he's just from the East Coast. It's all right. It's all right. You guys want to talk about him? Is that a problem? I don't what's understand. That's, what's that supposed to mean, Phil? Yeah, right. really. Wait a minute, Phil. What does that mean? Some, some no, it means he's. Uh, I, I, one of my best friends is from New York, and you know, you tend to drop the f bomb a lot. God I'm right there with you. Whatever. All right. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. Uh, we're not going to do much with tight ends today. I'll go around the table here, and if you guys just give me your uh, your number one tight end for the year, um, mine is Travis Kelsey. Uh, Armando's is Gronk. Christian's is Gronk. Mike, who's yours? Uh, it's it's always going to be Gronk for me. I put Kelsey too, but Gronk for me. Wade, Kelsey, Phil. Mine's actually Gronk, but if Tyler Eifert plays sixteen games, I think he's got a good chance at at taking that top spot. Okay. Yeah. Ar- Ar- Armando's highest on Tyler Eifert um, at number three overall uh, among tight ends. All right. Um, I think that wraps up our. Eat Sleep Fantasy Ranking Summit, or whatever you want to call it. Um, we didn't even rank kickers. Yeah, that's that's the next show. 
Uh, I just realized we don't have kicker rankings on our pod on our website. Do we need kicker we need, rankings? We need to we need to fix that. All right. Well, that's going to be well. Kickers has to have its own dedicated podcast. Um, I am starting a kicker league this year. Um, for those interested, I was email me. Last year. I was if I could just, <laughs> it never happened. If I could just interject, I was doing a dynasty draft with the gridiron experts guys, and there was a guy who every single day went off on. You know, you talk about me cursing a lot. Guy went on a verbal tirade every single day about kickers. I mean, like on day one when you wouldn't even think about it. So I don't know how well received your uh, kicker rankings are gonna go, but God bless you, Dale. I think it's fine. well. Our kicker rankings are probably going to be our most listened to podcast. The kicker league. It's going to be a twelve team kicker league. Um, everybody can only draft five kickers, and uh, the the points are going to just be crazy, and it's do, going to be fun. Do, so if you want a part of that, do, do you remember last year when I wrote the kicker article? I do. I was fucking desperate, man. I almost fell asleep writing that thing. <laughs> <laughs> a twelve team five kicker league, like. That's 60 kickers. I don't think there's even that many in the NFL. We're <laughs> counting punters and quit trying yeah. to stomp my dreams. No, yeah. There's definitely going to be some, some punting going on. Uh, yeah, you know, place kickers. Miserable. You get points for down inside the 5 and inside the 20. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be fun. That's Anyways. Like, uh, that's, um, that's, that's like fantasy football soft porn. That's what that is. Uh, Christian, do you have any last words? No. Like, I'm going to die? Okay. <laughs> okay. Mike, do you have any last words? Uh, cheers. Wade? Phil? Nope. I really hope you end the podcast with Mike just saying it's like fantasy football soft porn. For Christian Brito, I am Dale. We're here with Armando, Mike, Phil, and Wade is also here. Damn it. I was hoping you wouldn't say Wade. <laughs> yeah. Eat. Sleep. Fantasy. It's that fantasy football podcast, y'all. Love. It's three dudes and they're hosting the show. In case you didn't know, this is how we go. We got Dale with the new baby. Yeah, a new baby. A itty bitty little bitty. New baby. Armando lives in on the boat and he sail around sometimes. But don't make sure we better not get sunk. Cause we need him for the show. That's every week, yo. And you know that's why we going down that yellow brick road with Christian. Loving the shop on Amazon. Buying it all. Yeah, he buying it off the wall. His clicker getting stuck cause he buys so much. But in case you didn't know, this is how we do it. Not no rush. It's League Fantasy. Yeah, we give you the news. We give you the school. We give you one to one to hear Eastleigh Fantasy Yeah, we hold it dear Eastleigh Fantasy